and welcome to the Salt Report, where two of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt about comics, video games, cosplay, and all things nerdy. Uh, Jake is out on assignment this week, and so it's left up to me to host the podcast, along with my wonderful co-host, Jesse. Yo, I'm doing the, like, Will Smith presenting arms at you, but you're not here. So everybody just... We can't see each other because this is not a video call. Yeah. Unfortunately. But everybody imagine but. that Kay is standing there and I'm doing the like Will Smith thing with my arms. Like, look, Kay is the host. <laughs> Behold. <laughs> Behold. <laughs> um, the sponsor in our hearts, which is. The Grinch Baby. The Grinch Baby. <laughs> I think we've talked many times on this podcast about how Jesse and I love that movie and we'll fight anybody who tries to tell us that we shouldn't. So, look, that's like we're not going to argue the for the that it's a good movie. <laughs> yeah. We just it's like it. <laughs> and as Kay was starting to say before I so rudely interrupted, he's the reason for the season. It's Christmas the first, y'all. He's the reason for the reason. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Crisis. Merry Chrysler. Oh my god. Happy Christmas. <laughs> There's something so satisfying about just it you know what's funny is that ever since I learned that okay was a meme from people spelling um all correct, all correct wrong. wrong on purpose, I'm like, shit, our memes be the same. It's 2018 and, yeah, literally. and we be doing the same thing. And we're over here like Merry Crimbus, and we all just start laughing like we're the the funniest people on earth for saying Crimbus. Really, honestly, humans haven't changed that much in the past couple hundred years. I'm sorry, my chair is making. I feel like I feel like the Pompeii graffiti is also a really good example of how humans is the same throughout time. Humans be the same because they're all just stuff like I am gay and like. My favorite is the guy who's just like renounced women and he's like i'm only i'm only gonna i'm only gonna fuck anuses from now on men and i'm just like okay but then there's also the contrast of that with i like bread (laughs) yeah just i like bread which is also like a human.txt kind of thing oh humans is the same humans is all throughout time and space and we love ourselves a grinch baby we sure do Oh. And I guess I guess that means we're ready for our pre-salt. Yeah. On that note. Um, I made a very conscious effort this week to have something to t- fucking talk about besides Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, but I do have one check-in, which is that I beat all the content up through patch three point five. Um, I'm officially not a new adventurer anymore, so I lost Little Sprout next to my name. Um, okay, that's it. We're going to move on now. <laughs> um, I watched um, a documentary on Netflix while I was sewing because I just turn on Netflix shit to keep my mind occupied. Dude. And this one was called Haunters, and it had a subtitle that I don't remember and didn't write down like a jackass. But it is about um, people who work in haunted houses, especially, like, extreme haunted houses um, that are, like, full-contact haunted houses, and then also, like, McCamey Manor, which is a whole other level. Um, They dedicated a lot of time to McCamey Manor. If y'all don't know, McCamey Manor is, like, real fucked up. Um... (laughs) 
And they essentially kidnap people, and there's no safe word, so you just can't get out until they decide to let you go. What the? I don't know why anybody would do this. There's no safe um, word. You're just going to die in there's there. There's no safe word. Yes, well, somebody is going to die in McKamey Manor one day, um, and then his little waiver is going to be worth about as much as the paper he printed it yeah. on. But uh, I have a lot of feelings about McKamey Manor, but I won't get into it because that's a rant for another time. He He's in that documentary crying about the haters that shut down his literal torture chamber Jesus multiple times. He's had to move states a couple times. I have no idea where it is anymore, but I think it's in, like, Illinois or something. Um, Do you want to go they, live in the corn with this random dude? Yeah. <laughs> Full-on children of the corn up in here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, it is an interesting documentary, though. They don't just talk about McKamey Manor, obviously. They talk about other ones that are sane and do have safe words and don't beat people. Um, and, you know, they kind of interview people who work for these haunted houses and stuff. I don't know. If you're into that kind of thing, um, check it out, I guess. It's on Netflix. Um, I've also been, I've been hard at work on my Keith from Voltron cosplay. I, I mentioned to Jesse before the podcast, I kind of all of a sudden looked up at my calendar and I was like, uh, Anime Los Angeles is how far away now? <laughs> oh, shit. Um, so now I'm trying to finish those costumes that I said I was going to do for Anime Los Angeles. Thankfully, it's, there's not a lot of stuff to do on them, because I have been working on them since, like, September. Um, just kind of slowly. So I got a, I just had to sew a whole jacket, which I've done in the span of about a week and a half, which is pretty good. Um, I got a pattern from a cosplayer on Patreon, uh, named... Redoof, that's her name. Um, and she had a pattern for his jacket that I um, pulled together and cut out of faux leather. We're going to talk about my materials choice later, but I, I think it turned out great. And now I'm sitting here sewing in the lining while we talk. I think that the materials choice, but, which probably did you some damage that you'll talk about later, um, is part of what makes it so fucking dope, though. Because I've seen a lot of yeah. Keith cosplays that use, like, you know, just kind of canvas fabric. And, like, it's cool, and they worked hard on that and stuff, but, like, I always imagined... I think if you use like, a really nice canvas, it would probably still look good. Because the, the material in the show is kind of ambiguous yeah. because it's a cartoon. But I, I just kind of um, like to imagine that it is kind of like a leather jacket. Like it's, it's, yeah. I was torn on whether I was going to do leather or suede, but I decided the leather looked nicer. Yeah. So, um, and the cosplayer that did the pattern also makes hers out of pleather. So I don't know. I just like it. No shade on people who yeah, don't like, know because of expense or whatever. Yeah. Cause yeah, it, it, for sure. I know you're it's not. It's a money but, thing and other stuff, but like, I also think it's kind of dope that it, I, I think it looks dope, is what I'm saying. That, yes, thank that's you. That's the base of my... I am... There's... Obviously, I have minor quibbles with it, because you're always your own worst critic, but I think it turned out really good overall, so I'm pretty happy with it. Um, and I'm just... I just have to sew in the lining, and then I'm done. I'm free, except... Well, I'm still... Wait, I have to paint the boots, which I'm not looking forward to, because I hate painting stuff. That's... And I have to... Um, finally chased down my friend who told me i commissioned my friend to um print a 3d print file i found of the blight of marmora and i gave him that 3d print file back in september and i i just got to remind him to do to press the button essentially yeah. 
So you're like, excuse me. And you're like, hey, man. But I'm sure, like, I'm supposed to be paying him money for this, so I'm sure he'll be willing to do it. But I just gotta, just gotta remind him. Um, and other than that, I watch. So I follow this YouTuber, uh, Folding Ideas, yeah. who sometimes does streams. He speedruns Amy, and he also does a stream. Um, he calls the series Charles T. Sad Boy's House of Disappointments, and it's basically just, like, bad video games. But sometimes he branches out into other strange media, such as choose-your-own-adventure books. <laughs> That's um, a weird one. Did you ever read any choose-your-own-adventure books? I sure when did. When you were a kid? I, sh- I read the Animorphs ones. I was way into Animorphs when Is I was a kid. Is this why so I, you I read- were like, Jesse, don't you fucking dare say that they're furry origin stories? <laughs> the animorphs books. yeah because one time I, yeah. dro- I was like animorphs are just furry origin stories and you were like and i was like you take that back <laughs> <laughs> um no i was way into animorphs when i was a kid so i read the animorphs um choose your own adventure books and i remember that there were like a hundred ways to die in those fucking <laughs> things which is pretty bog standard for choose your own adventure books um the one he read was i believe called space patrol and you're like a space cop um and it's i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure this book was written like the the 70s or the 80s because it's like it's very 70s and 80s sci-fi chic but um the the time to like first death yeah was about 10 minutes (laughs) (laughs) it was like their first decision tree led to their death so that's like, well, here we go. And it was buck wild. At some point, they introduce this um, illness that uh, is highly contagious and essentially, like, causes the person's body to expand until it explodes. And, of course, when it explodes, it releases more spores and then other people get infected. Um, so that's already fucked up. Then they add the detail that the person, like, starts out really feverish, but when this explosion starts to happen, they become lucid and know what's happening. No! So, I, so they're, like, they're, like, screaming the in the fuck? stream, like, what are you talking about? And, like, <laughs> they're just, but at the same time that this is happening, so, like, your character's talking to a guy that's that's slowly dying of this illness, and he's like, oh, by the way, I'm a terrorist for a cell that's hiding in the asteroid belt that, like, we're collecting these these deadly diseases so that we could bring war and strife back into the universe what? by spreading these illnesses around and making people freak the fuck out. So, like, uh, th- like this all out of nowhere, this, like, bioterrorism plot comes out. And, again, like, um... The, the two streamers are just, like, freaking the fuck out about this. Because, I like, I cannot stress how much this plot point came out of nowhere for everybody. <laughs> it was just, like, boom! Um, and so they tried they tried, they tried a couple times to infiltrate the terrorist cell, but they, all the endings that they chose ended in death. Um, I really hope... I really hope he goes back to this book, because I want to see all the endings. Like, I gotta... I gotta know! This book's insane. There was one where... Um, you come across like a group of aliens attacking a woman so you can go in guns blazing or you can like sneak up on them essentially and if you go in guns blazing you turns out it, you find out it's actually a movie set and the director likes your moxie so he hires you as an actor and you you retire from the space patrol that was a good ending i i like this ending <laughs> so if you want to check that out i think it's still um on his stream channel which is foldable human 
uh, on Twitch, it might be saved as like a highlight or just as a bond or whatever. So try and find it. I really hope he puts it on YouTube because it was buck wild. Like I, I love it. I love it so much. It reminds me of, um, you know, those like choose your own adventure books were like the precursors essentially to like, uh, visual novels where like you make those decisions. Visual novels are famous for having ridiculous deaths in them, too. Which I, so Hamlet Machine, the creator of Starfighter, um, had this, had this one that was, like, somehow, it was, like, integrated with, uh, Starfighter, and, like, also an an original story, so it takes place in the universe, but it's, like, its own story. And, of course, like, all the endings, there were, like, bad endings, and then there were, like, sex endings, which were probably the, supposed to be the good endings, but I, I, like... I walked by some people having sex in, an, in like, a corner of the ship, and instead of, like, fucking just minding my damn business, I was like, oh, what's going on? First death. Like, not even that far. <laughs> I was murdered. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. <laughs> and I was like, well, guess I'll die. <laughs> oh. Choose your own adventure books are great fun yeah. for parties. Because you just don't know what the fuck is going to happen. It's a mystery. I would like to write a choose-your-own-adventure book, but I feel like it takes... What would be fun is if I just had all my friends come up, like, give them a base of what's happening, and then come up with their own, like, um, alternatives, right? Oh, yeah, that would be yeah, fun. Yeah, and then I could just, I could just like, have everybody, like, okay, this is the this is the alternative. I'll, I'd, of course, I'd credit everybody. Um, and then... <laughs> like to combine them all together to make this like fucking semi cohesive fever dream. That's that's my like a, ever- have your friends ghost write your um your choose your own adventure. Yeah, novel. I'll just uh I'll just have like I'll just write the leading up parts and then the like ha- like they'll write the what happens to that next point and then I'll continue from there to the next point and the next point. You know, this would be a giant ass book. I would have to have, like, a, only a few friends in it. Um, th- this is my Kickstarter idea for a choose-your-own-adventure book. And, like, it, I just I just want this, like, super... I want the, like, quality of, like, a hazy dream of all these people. I would definitely... It would be fun, too, because then you could have your friends in the back of the book and they could have their, like, you know, a couple sentences about the author. And uh, you guys could just make up whatever you fucking wanted and i put it in the back of this thing and then just kickstart it for friends i guess and then hopefully in like a hundred years from now when civilization has collapsed the only thing that survives is this one crack choose your own adventure book i created and that's my magnum opus (laughs) (laughs) your masterpiece my masterpiece the the choose your own adventure book of friendship (laughs) the real adventure was the friends we made along Alright, uh, that's all I got for now. Alright, let me, uh, set my, uh, embroidery aside. Um, so, let's, I'm gonna speed run through some of this, because it's less important than other stuff. Uh, especially this one, Daredevil Season 3 was way better than Season 2. That's not a very high standard, since Daredevil Season 2 I could give a single- NOBODY CARES ABOUT NINJAS! NOBODY DOES! No. Like, I just- Especially when white people write ninjas. Like, we don't care. Let's move on from this plot point. But season three was good. Kingpin was back. So it was like we had a focused villain again. 
It resolved a bunch of things that needed to be resolved. We saw a lot of character growth, and then it was canceled. Um, luckily, it was canceled. If we're going to say luckily about anything, I'm going to say that it was canceled on a high note. So if yeah. you want to go watch season three, it's like complete enough to where you won't be dissatisfied with the ending. Um, yeah. It won't be like fucking my least favorite cancellation of all time, which was Carnival on HBO, <laughs> which is only two seasons and leaves a bunch of loose threads hanging. It's just like, okay. Yeah. This well. doesn't have a lot of loose threads. It's very much like, uh, very much like the, the, the our team is back together. What, what adventure lies in wait for them? Um, I'll, I'll have it. I Fucking nothing, because you got canceled. <laughs> we got canceled. We shall talk about more later, because my fucking conspiracy, my Pepe Sylvia conspiracy theory was correct. Um, <laughs> people were like, Jesse, you're being paranoid. I'm like, no, I'm being truthful. And then it turns, it turns out Jesse was fucking right. Um, the, the, Kay and Jake believed in me. That's all I have to say. Um, so my second piece yeah. of... Uh, pre-salt is Ariana Grande's thank you next video. Um, y- you may say, Jesse, this is a very basic bitch thing to mention. And I say to you, fuck you. I, I love Ariana Grande. <laughs> I say to you, so? So, like, I love Ariana Grande. Um, she- she's super talented. And I think, like, I think people, because pop music is pop music, they have feelings about it, but... It turns out that Jesse actually enjoys some pop music. Um, Me too. Yeah. So some. I, You'll have to fight both <laughs> of us. I, I'm not an edge lord twenty four seven. Okay. Sometimes I'm just a person who who wants to who wants to dance. Um, also, I really liked that it was a combination of some of my favorite films um, because. I mean, like, Mean Girls is iconic, and so is 13 Going on 30, and those films are okay, and I, you know. Um, but Bring It On and um, Legally Blonde are two faves of mine, um, which I recommend you watch if you have not. I don't know why you wouldn't have watched them, but if you have not watched them, g- give them a little go. They're fucking hilarious. And so I, I liked this crossover. I like that she got her friends and family involved. It was cute. It was a good time. Um... Then I'm going to quickly say Happy Hanukkah to all of our um, listener, to any of our listeners that are celebrating Hanukkah. I don't know if any of you are, but it started started at sundown yesterday. Um, so, you know, en- enjoy your, your lights. Um, <laughs> there aren't very many Hanukkah films, so I actually had a... A friend in high school who was... I had multiple friends who were Jewish, but I had one friend who, like, went to Jewish school. Like, like the Jewish school version of Catholic school, you know? Where it's, like, normal school and then up until high school. And uh, she she was like, there's only so many, like, Jewish films. So every year they would watch Prince of Egypt and um, <laughs> Adam Sandler's Eight Crazy Nights or whatever. <laughs> oh, man. That's not even a good movie. At least Prince of Egypt, like, it's got good animation. Prince of Egypt is a baller movie. Uh, and it has, like, got good, good music. music. Yeah, like, but, yeah, and then Adam Sandler. So, um, here's to perhaps uh, hope for more TV specials. I don't know how to help you, but, like, I want to help. Um, but, yeah, happy Hanukkah. Hope you guys are enjoying it. Um, and then... 
on the other side of holidays, uh, like, our house is all decorated now. So, got all the winter up. Um, I should, I should probably take pictures of my room because, like, my garland is up. Mostly what I put is, like, sprigs of pine in my room because that's how I like to decorate. And I have this, like, sad Charlie Brown tree that I put some lights on. It's pretty cute. I gotta get my Charlie Brown Christmas tree up. It's, it's time. Vibrates. Um, my mom put all her stuff up. Dad put up the lights. And, uh, it looks, everything's so cute and Christmassy, which really helps my mood because I have the inception of, um... Uh, like finals depression on top of my seasonal depression that's inside of my regular depression. <laughs> so the call is coming from inside the house. Yeah. So I need as much, you know, cheer as I can get. Oh, I just punched my fucking headphones. <laughs> I was doing like me swing your arm, <laughs> punched my yes. ear. Yes. Um, <laughs> So I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, hope everybody, whatever whatever way you decorate your home for whatever holiday, like I hope I hope you're getting cheer from it because it's nice to have these things um, when you have the inception of depression. Um, and I I just want to say uh, I got some Kofi money. Like I checked my Patreon. And I was like, what the. Um, not my Patreon, but my, uh, PayPal. I was like, what the fuck? And then I realized that I got some Kofi's, um, cause if you, if you send a Kofi as an, as an anon, it doesn't really, it doesn't come up as like a transaction. Um, but I, I got some Kofi's and I just wanted to say thank you on my personal page. It really helps out. Um, especially in the holiday season when I'm buying everybody presents and, you know, it's, it's kind of hard even with all these even with all these deals, these deals, 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 except the deals this year broke early, probably because uh, everybody's poor, because it turns out that millennials aren't spending money because we don't have it. Wow. Weird. Weird. Um, but yeah. It's almost like we've been telling people that for years now. Yeah. Oh, my favorite is, my favorite is still when someone put those articles back to back of like, millennials aren't eating out. But they're also not buying groceries, so we're both killing the eating out industries and the grocery industry. But I'm like, if you read between the lines here, it just means they're not eating. What, what are they eating if they're yeah. doing neither? <laughs> Nothing, I Nothing. guess. Um, they're eating the American dream. They're roast, spit roasting the rich. Um, you know, except I don't. I don't eat pork, so. um yeah i'm i'm pretty bitter about ye old capitalism right now but we'll we'll stay off of that and enjoy um this this season the season's creasons um fuck i how could i have forgotten about season's creasons or also, you know that you know that fucking um happy holidays card with uh all of the the star wars people from the prequels on it no okay well i'm gonna have to drop it in the chat for the show notes so that y'all can enjoy it um i'm sorry jake that you have to hear this season's greetings um fucking star wars thank you i found it here okay oh for a visual part what is the fuck does this say? Season's greetings from the Star Wars gang. It's like the weirdest group of people. But of course, Jar Jar Binks is on it. And uh, 
Oh, of course. Padme and Anakin are the centerpiece. You think Qui-Gon. <laughs> this doesn't even look real. <laughs> it's been- this looks like a shitty Christmas card that, like... Like a really old couple would make or something for their grandkids. And this is like I don't I don't even know where it came from or its origin story. I I can't remember what that character is called, but from the first movie, you know, the guy who's who's like selling stuff with the who yeah, flies around God and his his snout. It's not Sebulba, that's the racer. I don't fucking remember what this guy's name is. He's the one in the Lego Star Wars games who's like, Red flags! Red flags! <laughs> when Anakin, whenever baby Anakin talks. Um, to clarify, for some reason, it's Anakin and Padme from the second movie, and Jar Jar and Obi-Wan from the second movie, but Qui-Gon and the other dude from the first movie are on here. So I don't know, really, in like... Why not put R2 and C3PO here? I have no idea, but it's wonderful. So, on that note, my my pre-salt has ended. Oh, I guess we're moving into the salt now. needle and i don't know where it went that's the and, worst uh, fucking game so now i'm just like uh that's the world's well, most dangerous game right there sure is guess i'll die um <laughs> so my first salt is that it's really difficult to find yellow pleather mm. like shockingly difficult um like the white and red pleather that i bought for keith came from fabric.com i talked about it before because they were I ordered a swatch and then they basically immediately ran out of the red and I was like what the fuck um but it's really nice and it's like meant for clothes so it's really light uh, and it's a little bit stretchy and I love it and I buy it all the time in multiple different colors uh it's reasonably priced it's great the but they didn't have that fabric in yellow they just they just don't sell it in yellow. I mean, I could imagine, because um, I don't know many people who are like, you know what I really fucking need in my life? A pleather yellow jacket. Cosplayers! <laughs> Cosplayers need yellow! <laughs> Cosplayers need pleather in every fucking color. Um, but I couldn't and I couldn't find anything I liked on Fabric.com, so finally I was like, I guess I just have to go to Joanne's and see what I can get. Um, and so that was marine vinyl, which is significantly thicker because it's meant for, like, upholstery. Yeah. Um, so that... It, it doesn't really affect the look of the jacket very much. In fact, it kind of makes that section... It's kind of a benefit, because it makes that section of the jacket stiffer, so that it doesn't, like, crumple in on itself. Um, but it is a little bit uncomfortable to wear, because, like, that part connects to the armpit of the sleeve, mm. and it just don't, it don't feel nice. Um, but I guess I'll have to live with it. And... It just, it looks good, at least. <laughs> like, the texture isn't too different from the other pleather. But I I just, it's so hard to find yellow pleather. And then that goes into my next rant, which is pleather in general. Um, it's just a shitty fabric to sew with. <laughs> um, it sticks to the feed dog, so I had to whip out my fancy walking foot for my sewing machine, which just clatters and I realized now I was having a hard time um doing like some finishing bits and I was like ah why it's because I didn't put the fucking walking foot back on oops oops Oopsie. but um 
Um, it's, so it sticks to the machine. It doesn't like to work. If you get too many layers, it, of course it sticks. So if you get too many layers, it gets really, really mad about it. Um, it's just not a good time to sew with, um, but it looks nice. Again, isn't isn't that what really matters? At the end of the day, it, you can't fight crime if you ain't cute. Can't fight crime if you ain't cute. Um, lining fabric also sucks. It's really slippery, and it frays if you look at it the wrong way. Uh, and I'm de- so I'm dealing with both of my least favorite fabrics, just pleather and lining fabric. Um, I had it also involves a lot of hand sewing because I think that looks nicer. But when I was uh, when I was um, for my Halloween costume, like I made my stupid like jumper thing out of an, a big dress that was like super cheap, but it was huge. But the f- the fucking material it was made out of was like liquid fabric. And it kept sliding oh, all over the place. And I was like, the, and, and at one point, probably some kind of sad. yeah, and I got it. It like, it worked like it stuck together. It looked bad, but it was together. It was unified. And at that point I was like, I'll take it. Like, <laughs> yeah, sometimes like when I realized the sleeves, like the, the white stripe on the sleeves wasn't quite matching up as much as I wanted it to. I was just like, you know what, man? It, it's fine. I mm, I'm not going to compete in this costume. It's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So I just kind of gave up. I I don't. I mean, no one's going to call me on it, and if they do call me on it, they're an asshole. So I mean, that's the truth right there. Like, um. Also for this jacket, top stitching hell. Just everything is top stitched. Some of the things that are top stitched didn't fit into my machine very well, such as the cuffs. But I, I fucking did it, man, and it was not a good time. And just I had to switch out the thread colors since there's stripes on the jacket, so I would do red, and then have to skip over it and do the rest of the red, and then go back and switch out the thread color and do yellow, and then switch out the thread color again and do white, and then switch out it again and do a different color red because there's two different reds in this jacket. Because why not? And I'm just, it's almost done. It's almost done. And then you will finally be free of this hell. And then I'll be free, at least of the jacket hell. I still have to paint the boots, as I said. Um, Whereas and then, Kylo Ren I mean, says, when will I be free of this pain? Never, <laughs> I guess. But um, that's, that's all I've got, because I'm going to talk about something that you're going to talk about in your salt, so... Okay. We're really burning through this, but that's okay. You want me to talk about uh, Tumblr then first? I think that's what I have first, too. Um, yeah, okay. but you can do it in whatever order you want. I don't care. Uh, so I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna, so people have been sending me messages, um, so not to, not to, not to be like old people, but older friends of mine have been sending me messages because they want to know what the fuck is going on with Tumblr. Also, a lot of people left Tumblr already, so the, the, well, it's already gotten bad. Yeah. So let's talk about Tumblr. Let's 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 examine this and some lessons to be learned. Let us discuss Tumblr. So Tumblr has had issues since its inception in 2007. One being that the staff just seems to do whatever the fuck they want whenever they want. They're they've always been so fucking lazy. Yeah. Um, and they'll randomly make updates to the logo or the type of font, 
but it's like, hey, can you do something about these Nazis? And they're like, no. Or, hey, can you do something about... <laughs> nothing to, nothing we can do, sorry. Yeah, sorry, can you do something about these porn bots that are everywhere, right? Like, there's just all these porn bots, and they're just like, new. Um, well, that finally came back to bite them in the ass, because uh, this also has to do with Apple um, updating their terms and services of, like, what they will sell in the App Store, like, apps they will have in the App Store, um, having to meet certain criteria. Um, and Tumblr wasn't meeting that criteria. And then it turned out that Tumblr was saturated with child porn. Um, and this has been a problem for a long yeah. time. And, and like people have complained about it too. They'd be like, there's like legit fucking child porn on this website. Just so you know. And Tumblr will like take those blogs down, but that's, they, they don't really do much else about it. Yeah. Um, and so they, they had, they just, it was just filled with child porn. So, of course, they got thrown out of the app store. Um, and then Tumblr panics because they've waited till the last minute to do anything about it. And so they create this, what I'm assuming is, like, the world's laziest fucking algorithm to just search out um, items and flag them or have items that other people have flagged and they don't really look over them and they've just started, um, basically taking those, they're deleting blogs and also taking down posts and flagging posts. Well, I don't know if people are getting deleted yet, but what's happening is that it's screening. Yeah. And no, like people have already flagging gotten content so that they, they get private. Um, people have gotten their blogs taken away already. Oh, uh, because one of the first things they did as a measure is that... <laughs> They decided that external links were the problem, so they basically uh, got rid of people who had were posting external links too, as well. Um, Which is everyone, because people link to YouTube yeah. and stuff like that on Tumblr all the time. And then that was the first thing that artists freaked out about, because they were like, "No more external links." And artists were like, "But what about links to our Kofi page or our Patreon or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we need those." Um, Tumblr was basically like, "Fuck you." Uh, so. People have gotten their pages removed. They're currently um, going through art. At first, it was like, you can have an argument as to why you shouldn't have been removed. Uh, and that's still true because random shit is getting flagged right now. Like, totally safe for work art is getting flagged right now. Um, there was, there people are posting, um, like, screenshots of posts that got flagged. Uh, and Noelle Stevenson posted one where um, it's it was just screenshots from Kitchen Nightmares where Gordon Ramsay picks up this, like, pile of rice that's all dried and stale, and he holds it up to, like, his chest, and he's like, look, a boob. <laughs> like, there's no nudity at all. Flagged. Um, the, no boob allowed. No boob allowed. I think one of the funniest things that um, many people are talking about that's come from this is that the way they fucking worded the adult content uh, removal is fucking hilarious, because... Um, we got such wonderful phase, phrases as female presenting nipple. Yeah, so they're they're saying, like, this is what constitutes as nudity, right? And they're like, you know, first of all, they specified human genitalia. So I guess the furries are okay. The furries are fine, um, I guess. It's time for the fucking fur revolution on Tumblr. <laughs> but, um, so they said human genita depictions of human genitalia and, like, 
blah 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 sex acts and then also female presenting nipples and we're all the the internet collectively looked around and was like what does this mean what is that supposed to mean and <laughs> like I've- and it's just it's just like for me it's probably an extension of like tumblr's like oh yes our user base is very socially aware and they use terms like female presenting individual or whatever yeah. and decided to extrapolate that in a but in a way that makes it clear that they don't actually understand what that term means yeah. it's just it's very like how do you do fellow kids yeah <laughs> and i think i think too like um one of the big comments is like they did that but also male nipples are still fine so it's yeah. still this so it doesn't actually fix the problem yeah no it doesn't fix the problem and it's just like um, it's still sexist. Yeah, like, it's still yeah. weirdly sexist. It's still that weird thing about, for some reason, nipples on ladies is not okay. Um, I love those posts where it's Freckle from, um, that, that YouTube show, The Wonderful Gay Life of su- Such and Such or whatever. Uh, the one that we, the one where we got, sometimes things that are expensive are worse that character freckle is non-binary and so there's a scene where they're like they're like um their dress top thing kind of like falls down a little bit and you can see their nipple and they're like oop nip slip and their friend like is it they're like is it and they just like, is it so someone put tumblr over the friend right it's like oop nip slip is it? Tumblr's like, is it? Like, now what do you do with the non-binary, someone was like, non-binary nipples, you're on thin fucking ice. Like, how are you to determine now what is gonna be a female nipple? It's just a mess. Um, and I think the sad part is that now a lot of artists have to find another place to post their art. Yeah, I feel like I don't think it's exaggerating to say this is almost definitely going to kill Tumblr. Yeah. Like it's already kind of had a declining user base recently because it got really toxic and it was mostly artists that were using it. Artists, porn blogs and like weird fetishists. I feel, (laughs) Um, and I feel like, um, I think that Tumblr should stay alive and all the teenagers and kids who go on to not safe for work places and demand that they be safe for work, um, should use Tumblr instead now. Uh, you yeah. want your safe for work fan fiction? How about you uh, go on um, Tumblr where all uh, all oh, content. That's another interesting thing is that specifically text is not affected by this term, this ter- change in the terms of service. Yeah. Um, only images. It's so so, and it and like so for artists, this is a really bad thing. Partially, the reason Tumblr continued to be used by artists, even though a lot of us have Twitter, is because it was a great place for long format images. Um, and the images were super high res on Tumblr. So that was a huge benefit. Whereas Twitter, the way they format your images in regards to text and imaging is not ideal for showing your art. You know what I'm saying? Um, so now all these artists are scrambling for a new place to go. They're going to lose followers in this mad scramble. A lot of people do not say for work art for money. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know what I'm saying? As long as everybody's a consenting adult, like it's none of my fucking business. Um, and so all of these people are mad scrambling for a place to go, but nothing had really been put in place. Like very few people use pillow fort right now. 
And some people are like, well, what are some alternatives to Pillow Fort? And people are like, well, Mastodon. And I forget what the other one they're um, saying is another one you could go to. But, like, these places aren't really, like, set in stone yet, you know? And they don't have the same convenience as Tumblr as far as formatting for creating a client-user interface for artists, you know? Um, Which is sad because so just remember if you are following artists on tumblr a lot of them right now are reblogging their other social media sites go ahead and follow them on those because they're probably losing a lot of people um somebody posted earlier that this is the deviant art it's time for them to make their redemption arc <laughs> yeah i mean deviant art's still around yeah it's it's survived um somehow and it is a good place for formatting images so because considering that's like what it's all about, yeah. And so, like, I guess that it, I maybe this will bring back deviant art. Who the fuck knows? Some people are heading over to WordPress. Um, I I don't like World WordPress very much because that's where you find uh, trapped in an island with Josh Hutcherson. <laughs> was that WordPress or Wattpad? Oh wait, maybe that was Wattpad. I think that was Wattpad. I, WordPress also has a lot of those kinds of things, though. Like it's not it's yeah. not ideal, but I know a lot of cosplayers and stuff. I mean it's like it's not it's only like one step above fanfiction.net. Yeah. So So who the fuck really knows what's gonna happen? Um who is gonna rise to fill this this gap for artists? And like it's funny, but it's also not funny. And also, like this is but this is an important lesson of in like when someone fucking tells you that something's broken on your goddamn website, you should probably look into it, you know? Like Twitter. Tw- Twitter. 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 Twitter, I hope you're learning from this fucking nightmare that Tumblr's going through. God, it's so funny because Tumblr stock immediately after they announced their adult content ban dropped s- more than <laughs> half. Like it, it was, Ooh, yeah, no. yeah, it was bad. Um, so rest in pieces. I, I'll always remember the one, the one that people like brought up a lot when I was still on Tumblr was, uh, the time they changed, like, you know, it was, people were like, Hey, are you going to fix the like porn bot issues or the child porn or the Nazis or like the turfs and all those different hate groups. And then they, um, they changed the background oh, yeah. to a slightly different shade of blue. <laughs> like Tumblr is fixed. Um, it broken. So my work here is done, but you didn't do anything. <laughs> I I just I just feel like this is a very important lesson, and and lots of stuff should be taken away from it. Um, also, if you guys have suggestions of where you're following artists, please let me know so I can go make blogs there. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a big distressed right now because I don't know what to do. I mean, I was already kind of leaning away from Tumblr because I don't like to be on Tumblr very much. Um, I had unfollowed so many people that my dash was basically dead (laughs) because I was just done (laughs) dealing with human beings. Um, and the, and, and people having human bones, like, this is a dark world. It's, there was a lot going on in Tumblr. (laughs) There was a lot by the end. Tumblr was not okay for a long time. And so, um, yeah, that's that's the rise and fall of Tumblr, as told by me and Kay. Uh, Maybe next time we'll recount da- the whole DashCon fiasco. God. 
that's still like one of my favorite things of all time. It was just so wild watching it all unfold on Tumblr. I wasn't actually there, of course, but yeah, yeah, because none of us were there. None of us old, old, none of us people who were like hardly anybody was there at all. Yeah, it was just young kids who were looking for a good time who got screwed over and got and Noel Stevens and Noel Stevens and the cast of Welcome to Nightvale. Oh shit! Right, they were there. Rip them. Um, Rip. So. I'm moving to uh, Daredevil got canceled. I'm sad beans. Like, Luke Cage got canceled and that was sad. I didn't really watch Jessica Jones after a certain episode because I got big mad about something. So uh, I just, I, I didn't really, and I didn't, I didn't watch Defenders and I don't watch Punisher because I could give a shit about Punisher. Um, but I was sad about Daredevil because I thought Daredevil... There's a car alarm going off, and I hope it's not mine. Uh, I thought Daredevil might make it, because it's one of the more popular series, you know? But then, when all of them started dropping like flies, I was like, oh no. And then Disney Plus kept talking about all these things that they were going to have, and MCU extensions, like the Winter Soldier uh, uh, Falcon team-up extension, and the um, Loki and Scarlet Witch, like tv show and that a lot of their titles were moving on to disney plus and i their private streaming program that they're gonna launch and i was like oh no and then and then daredevil got canceled and i was like you fuckers you're just taking like you're monopolizing your titles you're ripping them all away from netflix because you don't want netflix to have the business that disney plus would have and you're probably going to relaunch them with different actors and a different you know and different writers on your own fucking channel um and that's what's happening according to a recent no one no one has learned anything from game of thrones (laughs) what i'm taking (laughs) because like because Game of Thrones, hear me out, Game of Thrones was, like, one of the most heavily pirated shows yeah. of all time because it was only available on a subscription channel and it was only available on HBO Go, which was also subscription-based. Yep. So people just, people didn't not watch it. People didn't get, subscri- most people, I mean, sure, some people probably got subscriptions to those services just to watch Game of Thrones, but most people just fucking pirated it. And nobody seems to have learned a lesson from that. Same thing happened to Doctor Who. Yep. Doctor Who went through this a lot, especially after it got taken off Netflix. Yep. No one seems to be learning a fucking lesson about this. People aren't going to go to Disney Go for the most part. Yeah. Some people will. I mean, like. But most people won't. They'll, they're, they'll just fucking pirate this stuff. Yeah, most people aren't going to watch it. This is my thing. Netflix came upon a niche. And they subsequently killed Blockbuster, which is unfortunate. And all the other chains like Blockbuster. Well, I would say that Blockbuster helped Netflix kill Blockbuster. Yeah. So. Um, but it's it's unfortunate. But, like, Netflix is really... What do you... What do you they're the... Uh, they have the monopoly on that kind of streaming service. And then when they started creating their own content, people were like, how do we make the next Stranger Things? Um, and all of these companies started, you know, privatizing streaming and creating their own shows for these private streams. But like Kay's talking about, these shows are be- going to be pirated. They're just going to be pirated. Like, I don't know what they expect to happen. And I, I mean, like... Even even shows on like subscri- like you know pay per view channels. Shows on Netflix got pirated. Yeah, shows off net on Netflix got pirated, and then shows from like you know like pay per view kind of channels um, 
the ones that are like not usually in traditional cable packages, kind of like HBO, they got pirated. Like there's you're it's gonna get worse, especially as these companies get more and more privatized. And it's like if I'm in the mood to watch a Disney movie, I have to have this subscription, but if I'm in the mood to watch this, I have to have this subscription. And if I'm in the mood to watch this, I have to have this subscription. Nobody's gonna have all the subscriptions. Especially since we just learned Nobody can afford all that. Yeah, I'm like especially <laughs> since we just learned that millennials don't have any money, even though we've been told you that. Um like, who is going to buy these things? It kind of reminds me of just before the economic crash of the 1930s. Most people blame that on the start stock market crash, but there was more to it. And the big part of it was that you had a growing, um, like, you had a growing poor class. The middle class was dying and there were very, very few wealthy people, right? But now they start producing products. So you have billions of toasters in production, Right. But none of them are getting sold because no one can afford to buy them. Um, and lots of things like that are part of what lended them, what lent to the eventual crash of the economy in the 1930s. So you have a very similar thing happening now. I'm like, who is going to buy these things? Who Who's going to buy them? No one can buy them. Who can afford them? Um People don't want, like, a million subscription services. Yeah, like, like fuck. I know my, my parents are confused by having both Netflix and Hulu. Like, Yeah, I don't have Hulu. Like, fuck, guess I'll die. You know what I'm saying? Like, I guess I'll watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine somewhere else. Um, yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate. And uh, I'm, I'm sad about it, but I knew this was coming. And, but I am sad about Daredevil getting canceled. But I also, like, I'm also, like, this is part of a larger problem um and you know they're just they're just going to they're just going to kill their fan bases for these things too. It's kind of like how by pumping out way too many superhero movies a year, um people just don't want to go see them anymore. And like or they pick very selectively which ones they go see. Exactly. Um because we can't afford to go see them. You, so it's like I I can't afford to go see 50 superhero movies. I can't even afford to buy comics at a consistent rate. You want me to pay to like go see this movie? Like I I don't know. And uh I don't I, I mean it it's hard. I was just talking about in my um in my art class today we were talking about design and talking about what it takes to be an artist now and specifically get people to pay attention to your art and keep paying attention because most people spend about 30 seconds on a piece of art as well as people will spend i think they said it's like up to three seconds on a website before they decide whether or not they're gonna stay um three seconds so people's attention spans aren't as long and to be fair to them to be fair to everyone this isn't like some epidemic that happened for no reason it's an epidemic that happened because we're constantly bombarded with fucking images 24 7 like i i was talking about in our history one of the things that they try to get you to understand in um the ideas of like cathedrals for example when you're looking at cathedrals especially like gothic cathedrals which are incredibly tall and created to have these like planes of glittering light and you have all of these um all this golden filigree and these stained glass windows and your alternative to that was nature and shit like that's what else you had to look at (laughs) right and not that nature can't be breathtakingly beautiful but there was nothing else that was curated like that you know what i'm saying like created handmade and people would go to they would people would travel to go see art 
You know what I'm saying? Like, they would go on a fucking pilgrimage to go see art and stand before it because it was an awe-inspiring, like, awe-inspiring experience. Um, and trying to recreate that in this world where we're constantly bombarded with images is so fucking hard. Uh, and it seems almost impossible sometimes. So I think the the big mistake is that people just keep trying to raise the stakes, you know? They keep trying to make things bigger and bigger and bigger, but eventually you're going to run out of room to go. Like in acting, if you if you pull out your hardcore acting right away and you never did anything subtle and you go straight for screaming, like there's nowhere there's nowhere to go from there, you know? <laughs> there's nowhere up to go. Um so we'll see what happens. Uh, it'll be the rebirth of the Pirate Bay, whatever form that's going to take, I'm sure. Um, but it is sad. I'm, I'm, I'm sad, but like, what do you, what can you do? Um, the, the final piece of salt I have, um, is something that Jake wanted to talk about. He's not here, but he wanted to talk about it as well. So he told me to yell extra loud. He's out on assignment, so. Um, (laughs) so. There's been a lot of fucking shit happening um, as far as, like, how we have been treating the asylum seekers at the border. Um, From when we talked about last time, we talked about um, them throwing gas, tear gas, over the wall, um, basically to the detriment of women and children. Um, And now... (laughs) Someone was pointing out that, like, uh, they're giving them ID numbers and they're just straight up, like, writing them on their arms. Which I don't know whose fucking idea this was, um, but you can't do that without it invoking an entire other history of this happening. It is... It is... uh, I'm going to resettle myself before I talk about this, like, in my chair. All right. Because I'm gay and I don't know how to sit in a chair. Um, (laughs) It is usually only talked about um, as far as camp. When we talk about camps, we usually think of the Jewish internment camps. And that's a lot of what these numbers are evoking in people. And like a response viscerally to how the Jews were treated um, at the beginning, as we were leaning into World War II, these warning signs, these red flags of basic early signs of fascism. Um, and they're there in how Trump talks about these asylum seekers as if this is a war that needs to be fought. But these aren't soldiers. These are just people. These are families. It's not illegal to seek asylum. They're within their rights. And talking about it as if it is a war is to create this threat to solidify his power and it's working in a lot of ways and i think it's hard when you're one of those people who can see past it and you're like how can anybody believe this but people do and it's heartbreaking to me but i don't think it's any news to me that this can happen in this country because people are people are saying how could this happen in america well when the japanese bombed pearl harbor Japanese internment camps popped up in America. They just did. And not not just Japanese people ended up in them, by the way. Other people who were Asian who seemed Japanese ended up in them as well. They lost their homes. They lost their jobs. They lost their 
belongings. Um, I know some families who had stuff returned to them years later, family heirlooms that had been in their family their whole time, gone. And America has done this. We have a history of doing it. And I think it's easy to buy the propaganda that we got involved in World War II because we cared about the Holocaust. Well, it's bullshit. Um, part of the way you know that it's bullshit is that we were supposed to get involved earlier than we did, but we waited until the very last minute until it seemed like the Russians were going to be in charge of what was happening in Europe and then got involved because we didn't want that power hole to go to the Russians, as well as waiting till Japan bombed Pearl Harbor to get involved. So there's a lot of selfish money, political motivation that got us into World War II that's been kind of patched over with this ideal that we we got involved because we cared as a country it's bullshit and i think thinking that these atrocities could never happen in this country is a mistake one of my favorite things to remember that my political science teacher said to us on the last day of class um and i happened to be going through my my political science class um during the uh, alt-right rallies is that, um, do you like your rights? Do you like your right to vote? <laughs> do you like your right to get... He looked at me because he knew because I had talked about gays. like, do you like your right to get married? He's like, do you like these things that you have? Well, then you can never stop fighting for them. You can never get comfy in them because there is always someone who will try to take it away from you. And I think that's a sad way to have to think about life, but it's true. Um, So stay aware, stay looking out there in the world, make sure you know what's going on. I think it's important to have empathy for these people. And it's, I I think, I, I sound kind of burnt out on it now, but I was so angry and I'm still angry. And I've been angry for a long time, and I'm also deeply sad because I don't really know what to do to help, you know? Like, what can we do to help? I'm not a politician. I'm not a lawyer. I'd be a terrible lawyer. I'd start crying in court. Um, <laughs> but I I think one of the biggest things we can do right now is to stay aware and also have empathy and compassion for other human beings um, that is missing And also understand that propaganda comes in the form of language very easily. Like we're used to understanding it as these images, but also be wary of how people are talking about issues. Um, And this idea of creating, using war language for civilians to create an issue is horrifying to me. And we need to stay woke because guess what? These things have happened in our country and they will happen again if we're not careful. So I think that's my biggest takeaway. Um, I think, you know, Jake is really, really, really upset about it as well. He talked about it on Twitter. Um, It's just, it's truly horrifying. And I think in in this time, the only thing you can do is to remember that, like, to stay aware. I mean, balance that with self-care, you guys, because in times like this, it's really hard um, to want to keep going. So don't burn out. But remember, you know, take breaks, but remember to stay vigilant. That's 
That's my salt. Well, it's a little hard to. It's hard to transition from that. from that. Yeah, but we're just gonna have to do yeah, it. We're just gonna have. Life goes to, yeah. on, right? We, I mean, like <laughs> I found my sewing needle by the oh, way. Thank God. No, it just reminds me of like when Paradise, California burned down, and that guy is like, uh. He's like that's sh- and, now and now sports, yeah. <laughs> like, what are you to do? Um, Not really much you can do. Yeah, and now imported salt. Imported salt. Our first imported salt is from We're Not Wizards tabletop decoration at We're Not Wizards. Um, who says, Jake, thank you for your kind words, but to, to, bleh, to be completely clear, the salt report is my medicine. Thank you very much. Not much salt here. However, I feel sorry for all these gig workers out delivering parcels from dusk until dawn in all weathers. And I would like to remind everyone that these people get as little from their so-called employers as possible. So if you see them, be kind and remember that they are trying their best under incredible pressure. So be kind, people. Also, thanks to Jake, I am now under a bit of pressure to release a hip-hop track after being called out and then dissed by a friend of the show, Pete Waite. I am back in the studio, Mr. Cracker. You should get yourself prepared before I wreck yourself. Richard. <laughs> I also, I, he also said... Um, how do you do, fellow kids? How do you do, fellow children? Yeah. I, I also, the other day, he said something and I was like, ah, oh, yes, parcels. How cute. But, like, I wanted to ask him if, like, you know how we use the word package for penis here? Do they, do they call it a, do they call it a parcel? <laughs> well, it's out there now. It's out so there. if he listens to this episode, he'll write in. <laughs> Jesse out here with the important questions. Oh, it's important. It's important. We gotta know. Um, so Michael Pren, uh, and uh, at Michael underscore Pren says, hello and good morning, salt crew. I had a near salt, (laughs) a near salt experience this week. I got a gnarly sinus infection last week and was thinking, okay, no problem. I rarely get sick. This will probably just be a 24 hour blip. And then 48 hours went by and then 96 hours went by and then a full week went by and I'm staring at my vacation coming up just praying praying that I'm not sick during the precious rare time off luckily I woke up this morning and felt okay so disaster avoided I guess thank a thanks a bunch and keep up the great podcast also this is that's that's good because I was going to suggest like get on antibiotics bro (laughs) that sounds really serious um also this isn't salt per se but kale fuck me and Kay's tale <laughs> but Kay's tales of horror from the dungeons of final fantasy 14 make me real scared to keep on leveling what lurks in the darkness ahead angry internet strangers and then there's the gap four of those gaspy face emojis i i feel the need to describe this i'm spoiled by warframe where basically as long as you're shooting you're doing your job baby's first mmo and all that all joking aside, I look forward to the more challenging, engaging Final Fantasy XIV content once I graduate from Marmot Puncher Academy. Early game <laughs> Final Fantasy XIV, per se, stupid. Oh, I, I understood there was an autocorrecting. Yeah. It's hard because these things are in so, text format. I should, I feel bad now if I'm scaring people away from dungeons. I talk about all my worst dungeon experiences, um 
a lot of them are bad because of me. Um, but also, like, I've done hundreds of dungeons at this point between Duty Roulette and Alliance Roulette and Trial Roulette and Level 56 Dungeon Roulette and, like, just regular-ass story dungeons, and most of them have been fine, and some of them have been fun even, and I've met lots of really nice people. It's pretty rare that I get somebody who is outwardly angry, um, during a dungeon. I think that's only happened, like, three or four times, um, out of all those times I've been in dungeons. So don't be, I, I, I feel like, um, people always say that as far as MMOs go, um, the Final Fantasy XIV player base is not really that bad. Um, they're a lot nicer than a lot of other MMOs, so don't be, don't be afraid. Um, especially since you're playing DPS, apparently. <laughs> so, all it's people. People are less mean to DPS um, on average in general because it's a low responsibility job. Uh, you just have to be doing damage. Whereas with healers, you have to keep people alive while also doing damage. And everybody's got their stupid fucking opinion about how you're supposed to be doing that. And same with tank. Um, most most of the aggressive behavior I've seen was when I was playing tank. Uh, so you know what this made me think of? I think people like I always shit talk. Um, Overwatch, but there's a lot of camaraderie in Overwatch, which always reminds me of the great toe sucking video. Um, <laughs> which, if you if you haven't seen it, uh, I'm pretty sure you uh, can like type in Overwatch toe sucking, and it'll come up. But be careful yeah. with that. Um, yeah, do, do it on YouTube, not just like straight into Google. Oh my god, don't just Google that yeah. shit. Um, but basically. They're, they were playing uh, on PC, so they're in voice chat, and it looks like they're in a custom game because the gravity's all fucked and whatnot, and um, th- this one kid has his guitar out, and he's playing Thinking Out Loud by Ed Sheeran, except um, he's, uh, he's like, will your mouth still remember the taste of my toes? <laughs> and then he's like, darling, I'll... Be sucking toes till I'm 70. Like, <laughs> it's so good, and I really recommend it. Um, if you're having a bad day, um, watch the toes. There's also video. a lot of camaraderie in 14 that I've noticed, even, like, especially if a dungeon is going so badly, yeah. and it's not anybody's fault. Yeah. Like, I, I told this story a million years ago, but the first time I went through Brayflox's long stop um, was... A fucking disaster. Oh no, it was the second time actually I got it in Duty Finder, because the first time I did it with my friends. But the second time was just a disaster, because we got a tank that was new to the game, didn't know what he was doing, was possibly literally a child, didn't have the chat turned on, and so wasn't listening to our um, attempts to communicate with him as well. And so he it, he's just running around in circles, we're trying to like... We're literally, like, jumping up and down and waving our arms, trying to get him to pay attention to where we are so he'll follow us through the dungeon. He's drawing giant mobs that we're just barely surviving. And, like, the three of us that were paying attention to our chat were just, like, we're all in this together, man. We can we can survive this bad tanking experience. It's going to be okay. And we made it. We made it through. And it was the funniest dungeon experience I've ever had. <laughs> You're like, we lived Similarly, somehow. Somehow. Another f- story I told on on um, the podcast was my um, 
experience with Bismarck the Whale, where the first time went so smoothly, I thought the, the boss battle was easy, and then the second time was so disastrous that, that it was like, bitch, you thought? <laughs> um, there's a lot of camaraderie in that fight, too, even with all the people ditching it. So... Yeah, it's don't, just that's just how multiplayer con- content is. Don't be afraid um, of um, of playing these games because there's shitty people, but that's just the fucking world. There's a lot. Yeah, and if you're of, sorry, sorry, if you're if you're five minutes into a dungeon in fourteen, you can also vote kick people that are being assholes. So yeah, you only need two votes to pass. You don't need seventy five percent. So you know you'll you'll experience good things too. So don't be afraid. It's just funny for us to talk about the shittiest things that's ever happened to us on this podcast so you can laugh at our pain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the salt report, not the sugar report. <laughs> I think we have one All right, our last... More. Yeah. Yeah, we got one more. Our last uh, imported salt is from Cowboy Ray, but festive, at Raynor1337. Um, no salt today, but I just want to follow up with what Kay said last week. In the newer versions of Castlevania, they did rework the voice acting, but if you have a PS3 or Vita, you can get the original Sympathy of the Night digitally, and it has the OG voice acting. Guess what version I'm gonna get. Um, also, what Kay said is right. You can't fight crime if you ain't cute. Just look at my Rainbow Six tweets. Um, I got that quote from somewhere. It is not a Kay original quote, TM. It's from a TV show. Um, yeah. yeah, some lady, some lady says it. I can't remember what TV. But is it, it is Reno extremely Nine... true. Is it from Reno Nine One One or something? It might be. Yeah, I think it might be from the same show that has new boot goofing. <laughs> Real ostrich. But yeah, it is. It is extremely true. You just you can't fight crime if you ain't cute. And if there's a character creator in the game, I'm gonna dedicate a lot of my time to making sure that I am cute. <laughs> That's a fucking that's a fucking high mood. You've heard of high noon. Get ready for high mood. Get ready for high mood. <laughs> it's high. Jake, make high mood the episode title. <laughs> I know you're listening to this. Well, yeah, because you gotta edit it. <laughs> it's high mood. Oh my god. You know, fun. F- anybody who's ever played Overwatch. You and you catch a McCree in a high place out of the corner of your eye, and you're like, guess I'll die, because <laughs> you know they're gonna ult. Oh my god. Huh. Tumbleweed goes by, yeah. that stereotypical western music plays. <laughs> Jesus, did I ever tell you- oh, oh my god. Did I ever tell you about the time I walked into a, um, I walked into a gas station, and I had to pay for gas at the register, so I go in there- and I'm waiting, I'm behind this guy in line, and he goes, why don't you go first? And I'm like, okay. So I go first, you know, I'm, I'm doing my thing, buying my Diet Coke, getting my gas, and the guy is like, there's two employees and this guy, and there's like sort of, they were sort of talking before I walked in, and like, they were staring at each other, and you know, in a Western, in, a, in like a shootout scene, like, that, that tension that's there before everybody yes. pulls their guns. It was that in the gas station. Oh, man. It was like weirdly, it was such a weird, quiet tension of them all staring at each other. And I just like, I was like, thank you. Have a nice day. And I like booked it out of there. And I was like, we gotta go. Fucking robbery <laughs> yeah. about to go down. Yeah, I was like, I don't know what the fuck is happening in there, but I wanted no part of it. Because <laughs> I could hear the, ah, ah, wah, wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, rest in fucking pieces, me. <laughs> uh. 
Well, I guess, uh, how long has yeah. this podcast been? It's only an hour. It's, Much, yeah, well. Well, but that's what happens when we, there's only two salty babies. And we, we didn't have David Cage to talk about this week, so, you know. I didn't take up as much time either. It's been exactly zero um, days since we mentioned Detroit Become Human. I didn't mention Detroit Become Human. I said David Cage. I but but we all Technicality. Know, but we all know the truth. The truth Oprah gift. Listen. <laughs> where can people find you on the internet? Well now that Tumblr's dead, uh you can find me on Twitter as at Filthy Wizard, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitch as Filthy Magic User. You can find me on uh, Twitter and Twitch as Humanity Upgrade, and on Facebook and Instagram as Crowfeather Cosplay. You can find our wonderful co-host Jake out on assignment um, on Twitter as Jake underscore Lionheart, and he's got a bunch of links in his bio there too that you should check out. Um, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, including thesaltreport.fireside.fm and also, you know, um, iTunes and all that fun stuff. Spotify. You might also consider Spotify, all those fun places. You might also consider donating to our Kofi, which is ko-fi.com slash the slash salt report. Not the salt, the salt report, just salt report. I had it written down and I still fucked it up. Um, <laughs> that's life just be like that sometimes. Yeah. Um, we don't have Jake in his, he has a very, uh, what do you call it? Like a, um, he's got a streamlined. Yeah. And it's also very much like a radio host voice thing that he does. KO dash fi dot co dot com forward slash salt report like you know that voice that you know yeah i don't have that but i'm working on it you can also find our podcast twitter as at podcast salt on twitter um and with that that's our show bye Bye. we all wave